guys episode and Cameron Klein today is a special day today we mark our 75th episode that you and I have been together for this show which started all the way back in October of 2019 we are 25 episodes away from reaching a landmark that I wasn't sure that we would ever reach I, I, I had no intention of thinking I was like I never would have guessed 100 I have no idea what we're doing for 100 but it's become apparent to me that we're going to hit that mark. But today we celebrate 75, so salute to you, sir. Thank you, dude. You as well. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a good ride. Uh, hopefully then, we continue to grow as, as we have been slowly over this time. But Hopefully people just continue to enjoy the show. That's yes, what... <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, you know, i got a, got a couple tricks on my sleeve, but, you know, I'll... A couple tricks? Yeah, I'll let them come out later. So let's start with uh, what we recapped on the last show. Week one in the NFL was starting, and uh, what a week in football it was. There were so many high points in football, but the big thing— It was a great week, and I was wrong about almost everything. Uh (laughs) Well, I wasn't exactly right on everything either, but let's just go through the most important part. Firstly, your Miami Dolphins. A little congratulatory— Thank you. They got it done. They got it done. Uh, it, it was it was it was weird. It was it looked like it might not be. Hey, hey. I mean, you're talking about two two top top tier defenses right there. Uh, I thought the Patriots game plan was perfect because they did exactly what I I thought Bill Belichick would have done, which is the smartest thing to do. Uh, Mac Jones didn't throw deep downfield. They played to his strengths and they played very very well. And I will say this: I hate his jersey, but after that first game, I think I like the kid. You like Mac Jones? I think I like him. Oh, boy. I do. I thought he looked very poised, very good under pressure. Uh, their offensive line looked great. The New England Patriots, that England, bothered me. Are, there, are they on their way back? Uh, I don't really think they were ever gone. Everyone likes to talk about last season, but Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. He, uh, granted, Until, don't get me wrong, Brady is his own. Like they're, own, they're great on their own. That's the thing, and that's why they did so well together because I feel like they both complemented each other. But now they've gone their own ways. Don't 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 act like Bill Belichick is just some schmuck, okay? A lot of people, people have been acting like he's you know a, you know a chip off the old block because of one season, because of one season. Yeah. So, you know, uh, give it time. So uh, Miami though they get off to the right start. Tua Tungavailoa looks eight and three as a starter, two and zero against New England, top seven defense. Just saying. All right, moving on. We'll ignore the one interception. Yeah. Did, did you think was that a, was on him? I mean, it was the decision to throw it was on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the fact that he threw it under pressure as he got hit. It deflected off of three players. It is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't throw that do ball. Do you think he, he should, should just throw take, that away? All right, or eat the sack. Or eat, yeah. Which yeah. you never want to do, but. No, no. And at the same time, I mean, he was already like, he, the offensive line is what really bothered me the most about Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Austin Jackson, was the, their starting left tackle, was not there because he missed the whole week because he was on COVID protocol. He didn't have. Will he be back this week again? Yeah, he uh, was. He was back for the game. He just oh, he okay. hadn't practiced all week, and 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 Brian Flores essentially doesn't Who like do to throw a guy week? in. Uh, the Bills. If Miami can beat the Bills and start two and zero and start with the Bills zero and two, that's a big. That's deal. a big deal. Well, speaking that's of a, a potential for two and zero, let's go to my game. The Philadelphia yes. Eagles took on the Atlanta Falcons, and yes. uh, there's nothing I could say about this at this point that hasn't already been said. Mm-hmm. That game was complete from start to finish. The coaching debut of Nick Sirianni yeah. looked masterful. He he was. I was the most impressed with him. Uh, well, for, from, well from a lot of people will talk about the 32 that the Eagles put up, and Jalen Hurts yeah. was unbelievable. It He didn't, other than a fourth down play where he rolled out of the pocket too soon and then cost the Eagles that down, mm-hmm. he, I don't think he had one bad play the entire game. No, like, and the thing is, is he didn't throw it downfield, but... No, he took what was there. 
That's what I like. Right, right. And I think that was what the game plan was. And that's why I like that's why I'm I'm giving so much props to Nick Sirianni's because he played to his players' strengths really, really well. Now the thirty two was great, but I always knew that you even pointed it out. Like against this defense, that was cap they could they were capable of doing such a thing. Yeah, because Atlanta, come on, they haven't had defense ever. But it's the six for me that gets me really excited. Atlanta has talent at offense. Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his on the name of the Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, yeah. They have yeah. Um, Mike Smith or not Mike Davis. Mike Davis. I'm thinking yeah. Mike Smith. Who's who's coach. yet to be? You know, he had one good year stepping in for Christian McCaffrey Cordell last year. Cordell Patterson. They have he a played young, very well actually. He did. Yeah. They have a young and talented offensive line, and through a quarter and a half, they looked like they were playing up to their capabilities. Matt Ryan. He is a Maybe Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Philip Rivers isn't, I don't see how Matt Ryan is, to be perfectly yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but as the game went on, they wore down, and then the mm. Eagles' defensive line began to eat. They were not allowing anything on the run, and they started hitting the hell out of Matt yeah. Ryan at the end of that game. And oh, it, yeah. And it got bad for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, other biggest thing of the game, obviously Devontae Smith catching his first touchdown pass, but how about Jalen Riker looking as involved and as good in the offense as he did – he had, like, I think four catches, had a touchdown, yeah. courtesy of Jordan Mailata sending a man to another realm. Yeah, the one, I mean, that screen was all him. I mean, the blocking was there, but, I mean, Jalen Rager's it was got beautiful. the speed. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was beautiful. But, so, again, I think that's another another Nick Sirianni thing, playing to your play, your, your player's strengths. That's the thing is that Nick Sirianni last year, uh, people forget, he had Phillip Rivers. That's a very different quarterback than Jalen oh, Hurts. Yeah. This is a very different Huge. offense to what they were able to run in Indianapolis in 2020. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do this week against the Niners. Uh, a lot of people feel good about this game. They feel good about the team. Yeah. And ultimately, kind of playing with house money throughout the entire season because I, I, I kind of get a 2016 feel for this team. Like, you, you know. Yeah, might, you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, you and know. You're just, expectations, just, kind of a nice feeling. After sometimes. the game, there was a one of my coworkers, Steve, at work. He said, he goes, how about those Eagles? He got really excited, and I'm like, it was a fun, enjoyable game, and I'm yeah. looking forward to the next one. It was Atlanta with a brand-new coaching staff. So, I mean, there is that. But I, I give them – I mean, we have the new coaching staff as well. That's true. This is fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I give them a good shot against San Francisco. I, I don't care about Jimmy G. The only threat that Jimmy G presents to me is if I leave my girlfriend or my, my fiancé alone in a room with him because he's, he's, he's gorgeous. He That's is, it, though. He is insanely handsome. It is, it is actually quite – it's insane how good-looking he he's is. He's a very good-looking man. But on the football field, I'm not afraid of him at all. I'm not afraid of him at all. And he's got to deal with that defensive line. A guy Both like, defensive lines coming into this game are, guy, are unbelievable. That's true. A guy like Jimmy G will not does not handle pressure like that well. He just won't. He just won't. I mean, look at him. He can't handle that. Handle that. But he's got some talent around him. Um, the running game is yet to be seen now with Raheem Mostert missing, uh, going to be missing the entire year. Uh, I think their defense line just looks matches really well with them, and I'm not entirely fully sold on San Francisco's defense. Their defensive line, yes, but beyond that point, I don't really know. Well, they'll also be missing now Jimmy Verrett, their mm-hmm. number one cornerback. Which yes, poor, I mean this poor kid, he just like he just can't catch a break. I mean their healthy. team is is riddled with injuries right now too. Yeah, I mean Maybe they were they were the most injured team in terms of games lost. They were the number one team in injuries last year. Yeah. 367 games lost, I believe. Yeah, and it's not looking better. So the uh, some other key games we won't go into too much right now, but I just want to kind of mention them. Carson Wentz's debut in Indianapolis does not really go that well. He looked fine. He just didn't look like Same he was. Same issues I saw in Philadelphia. Holds on to the ball way yeah. too long. Loses a fumble. Go figure. Yeah. Seattle's a tough team, but yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't ever. I never felt like 
he took major control of the game. Oh, and six all time now against Russell Wilson. Yeah, and that Seattle yeah. team. Well, I mean, dude. Also, I mean, that defense didn't help him out either. I mean, they just no. The the, the calling cards of Indianapolis for to give reasonably why Wentz would thrive there was they have a great offensive line apparently mm-hmm. and they have a good defense. Well, yeah. All week long, it's been about how bad the offensive line was. It wasn't on Wentz. It was the offensive line. Boy, did I do and say and hear that. A yeah, but if you look at his look at his stats, he did fine. He threw a nice touchdown pass. I want every Indianapolis fan to have that exact same mindset going <laughs> forward. He's going to start 75% of the game. You're going to get your first round. Pick. He's a poor man's version of Matt Stafford when it comes to stat padding. You know, not as good of a fantasy quarterback as Matt Stafford is, but he, he can put up some numbers in garbage time to make it look a little bit better than what it actually was. That's true. But Matt Stafford, I mean, it's – that Rams team's good. I they, wouldn't. They, I wouldn't. That's a little insulting to Matt Stafford. Right they here. might be the best team in the NFL. Right yeah, now. Matt Stafford. He he came out and just. And he doesn't even really like looking at how he played the game. He does not really know how to run a rollout pass yet. But when he learns it, oh shit, that's gonna be bad. <laughs> he's he's fine. He's gonna be yeah. And how about the Green Bay Packers? Uh, our favorite quarterback, yours and mine, Aaron Rodgers, looked not just human. I would not put it past him. To, to, to sabotage, throw this whole season to just make his trade value plummet, get traded for a second round pick somewhere, and then go forty eight and three and Fifth, just destroy. I does not put he is that petty of a person. I can fifteen see him doing of twenty eight for a hundred and thirty three yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. And I'm not kidding when I say this. And a look that said, I don't give a shit. It really, he really didn't appear <laughs> even in the post game. He just didn't care that much. Uh, this guy, that might be the worst statistical game of Aaron Rodgers' career. Yeah. It probably is. It's up there. I mean, last Meanwhile, year. Meanwhile, Jamie's Winston, yeah. 14 of 20, 148 yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah, maybe maybe Drew Brees was it. Maybe Drew Brees and Sean Payton found a way to, to hone him in, you know, really get the best out of him. Maybe. So. I just still can't believe all that. Alvin Kamara had 83 yards rushing. I don't really care about that. Devontae Adams had five catches for 56 yards. See, even even a bad game for Devontae Adams, he's still he's still doing something. Pretty he's still really productive in some way. Yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, that was that was to me the most surprising thing of the week was was Green Bay getting stomped like that. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody was picking New Orleans in that. No, in that scenario. I wouldn't imagine. So, I mean, the Bills losing to the Steelers was shocking as well, mm-hmm. but I mean, not as shocking. When you watch the game, it wasn't as crazy. Yeah, like it was just a really, really two tough defenses going against each other. Um, T.J. Watt signed that big contract, and he showed that he is worth it within one week. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was a good game. That one was a good game. The coaching debut of Urban Meyer in Jacksonville goes pretty horrifically. They lose 37-21 to the Texans. Now, it's not the issue that they lost to the Texans. Why why is Trevor Lawrence throwing 50 times? 51 times, Cameron! You have James Robinson. Why is he running at four, and you're making your rookie quarterback... 51 times? times. You know, Carson Wentz has the record for most passes thrown in a season for a rookie... It, it might if, be broken. It w- absolutely. Well, yeah. What is Urban Meyer doing? Is he already thinking of USC? Is that it? Is is that just the issue? He no, says because no. The USC coach wasn't even fired at this point. Yeah. This was just bad coaching. That's what this was. That, it's a guy who doesn't understand the NFL. Doesn't understand the speed of the NFL. Doesn't understand the, the skill of the NFL. This has happened so many times where a college coach comes into the NFL and then He's fails. Overmatched. Completely. It happens every Gus single time. Gus Bradley with the Jacksonville. You would have thought the Jaguars would have learned their lesson by now, by the way. Gus Bradley was a thing here. The Jaguars will never learn their lesson until they're in London. By the way, that wasn't planned, people, of he and I to say why at the same time, no. thinking the same thing. That's just how ridiculous it was. Any I, football fan would look at that and say, what are you doing? Like 51 times for Help a rookie? Help the kid out. Help the kid he out, He didn't man. look happy on the sideline either. He looked frustrated. Uh, yeah. 
He's never lost a game in his like life, except for what twice. I guess the yeah the title game, the, the title game, game, and then once before that in like middle school or something like that. So yeah. he goes twenty eight of fifty one for three hundred thirty two yards. By the way, the fact that that man could amass three hundred thirty two yards with that receiving core, this guy's gonna be good if you give him a real team or at least yeah, a real you just roster. gotta help him. You gotta yeah. help him develop. Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde was your leading rusher with nine carries for forty four yeah. yards. Third on the depth chart originally. It's yeah. so bad. It's just malpractice. It's yeah, malpractice. Completely agree. He's going to be gone. And yeah, he's saying, oh, I'm not going to USC. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm committed to here. I heard Nick Saban say that for two full seasons, and then he's like, I, I'm going to Alabama. Was oh, he, and right before I do, I'm going to give away. Was he there for two seasons in Miami? I believe so, two seasons, yeah. And then he was like, oh, right before I do, I'm going to send uh, Wes Welker to my friend Bill Belichick in New England for a fourth round pick, or seventh round pick, excuse me. Yeah, our top receiver for a seventh root, round pick. You must always mm-hmm. hope Alabama loses every week. Because Nick Saban's a liar. He, well, I mean, you want to talk about a liar. How about uh, the guy in Atlanta in 07, Bobby Petrino? You know, Vic has the dogfighting yes. thing, and then Petrino resigns after 13 games. And he, like, I, 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 what does the note say? Because he doesn't even tell the team. He just, you know, leaves a note on his desk. And you have to also consider— how, how would you ever get even, like, a middle school coaching job after that? That you don't even tell your team? You don't even communicate with your team that you're, you're leaving? So you put a note on the door, and they walk up, and it just says, were, "Oh, practice is closed." Think about I'm the assistant leaving. coaches that like left to start a <sighs> job under Bobby Petrino. But here's what the letter said: Atlanta Falcons players. That's that's Joe great. Who. Great way to start. Yeah, it out. real nice and personal. Nice personal. Out of touch my on respect that. for you, I am letting. I am you know, not telling you. <laughs> I am le- that's great. I am letting you, you know with a heavy heart. I resigned today as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. This decision was not easy, but was made in the best interest of me and my family. Family. While my desire would have been to finish out what has been a difficult season for all of us, circumstances did not allow me to do so. I appreciate your hard work and wish you the best. Sincerely, Bobby Petrino. That's like not even a whole paragraph. The rule is three to five sentences for a whole paragraph. I think that's like less than three to five sentences. That's Read that first line again. Just the first part of it. I just want to hear that again. Out of my respect for you. Okay, right. I'm not telling you to your face. I'm leaving a note on the door out of my respect for you. He, yeah, he's a fucking loser. <laughs> Are you kidding he's me, He's such dude? a fucking coward. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Oh, uh, terrible. So terrible. So, yeah, I, I point is, Urban Meyer, he's going to abandon you, Jacksonville. Just accept it now. Cincinnati yeah. Bengals defeating the Minnesota Vikings in overtime. Hey, great to see Joe Burrow come back. You know what? He looked great. He did. He looked good. You know, he two touchdowns, good. no picks. He was I, he was rushed a lot, he, sacked a good amount toward the end of the game. But what did he have? He had, he had a running chase. Well, oh, he, he did. Well, he also had Jamar Chase, yes. He learned how to Ooh, catch a ball. Apparently, he can see the ball a little bit better in the daytime, even though there's no stripes. But Joe Mixon, 29 carries, 127 yeah. yards. He looked great. He did. He Dalvin did. Cook, 20 carries, 61 yards. I think my fa- I've saved my favorite for last. The okay. New York football giants. So, I, I, love I love this team. I hearing love this team. Giants fans talk about Saquon. I, I listened to a podcast recently. Uh, with two comedians, one of which is a New York Giants fan, and when describing the NFC East to his other co-host, he was claiming that uh, <laughs> the New York Giants were number two on the on the list for the NFC East. Okay, I, I don't remember who he had as number one. Dallas, I think. Um, but yeah, he said Eagles were last. I believe then Washington, then Giants, then then Dallas. And I I thought even before last week that was absolutely asinine. I think they're going to get run over asinine. tonight by the Redskins. Or I, the football I team, agree. rather. No, I agree. Taylor Heineke's not the worst quarterback in the world. Say what you will, but as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick went down, Taylor Heineke came in through 140 yards and He almost won touchdown. that game. Yeah, and he was also the only quarterback to actually challenge Tampa Bay last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, 
Saquon Barkley rushed the ball for 10 times, 26 yards. I'm a big Penn State fan. I don't think Saquon is back from this knee injury. It's gonna. It takes you a while. But I also think they're really hurting this kid a lot because they just have nothing. Now, the numbers yeah, for Daniel yeah. Jones don't look particularly abysmal. 22 of 37, 267 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 49, whatever. But you don't – that's where the stats begin to lie to you because this guy – was a freaking farce on the field. He does not intimidate defenses. And shout out, shout out to Joe Judge, the head coach of the New York Giants, for not knowing after years. We've had this rule in place since, I think, 2012. You cannot challenge a scoring play. It does not matter that you thought the player was out of bounds, in which, by the way, he was so inbounds, it's insane that you thought I anything different. I still, to this day, <laughs> six days, five days later, don't understand what you think you saw. I, I didn't watch any of the game, to be completely honest with you. That's okay. Because I didn't. to me, like, I saw that game, and I'm like, I, that is boring. That is boring. I watched the whole game because I, I was to unable that. to watch the Dolphins-Patriots game. I was fair unable enough. to. That's fair. But, Beautiful. So, that was fun. Talk a little bit, you know, for about 20 minutes about football and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to also talk to you about something else, Cameron. Okay. Um, ESPN, as you know, will be covering the NHL this season. Yes, I saw that TNT today released their schedule. I have not seen their schedule of like what's airing when, but I did see that that was happening. So, I also want to bring up Bleacher Report is also going to be taking on a larger role when it comes to rec- uh, covering the ah. uh, NHL. Everybody, as everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Okay. So they released their NHL power rankings. Oh, I have not seen this. And I love it already because I know it's going to make me angry. Go. So let's go to the polls. Uh, if I just need to pull this up. I, I love power rankings. I love them because they make me irrationally angry. I love them because they really don't matter at all. Oh, no. But I mean, um, you can't not love it. I love lists. I think that's really what it is. I, I love lists. Like the, watch, the uh, YouTube channel Watch Mojo. Fantastic. You can get lost in that thing. Uh, you can get I, like there's points where I'm just watching top ten volcanoes and I'm like oh shit. All right, so we're gonna go from 32 to number yes, one. Yes, 32. Number 32, Buffalo Sabers. No complaints yep. for me. Number 31, Seattle Kraken. That was a bad draft for them. They are not getting. It any was. Love. I mean, they drafted what 15 players who have actually played in the NHL or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 30, the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, number 29, the Ottawa Senators. Hmm? Number 28, the Anaheim Ducks. Number 27, the Detroit Red Wings. So far, um, you know. I'm in agreement. You might be able to shuffle some of them around, but they're all bottom tier. Number 26, the San Jose Sharks, and yeah. you can tell their ship has sailed. So, yeah. no issues here. Number 25, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, well, no. didn't, their, didn't their head coach just also get fired, too? Uh, the the Blue Jackets made a su- staff switch after assistant An Sylvian Lefebvre decided against receiving a COVID-19 uh, vaccine and was let go. The NHL is silently cracking down on it. Like, yeah. they're not making it a big deal. They're not saying that you have to get a vaccine. Silent but deadly. But they kind of are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number 24, the Vancouver Canucks, which there was a disappointing year for them last it year. Was, Much like it the, was. It was kind of like a Flyers-esque season for them. It, yeah, that's Maybe actually a, a, very, a very fair comparison. The Canadian Flyers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number 23, the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. have flipped you know, their best defender, or at least one of their top uh, defenders. Yeah, so, top air guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 22, the Calgary Flames, who, again, were coming into the year very optimistic. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I kind of I was expecting them to be a little higher. 
But no, number twenty-one, the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they're okay. the perennial breakout team for all the fans out there. Past five years, they're going to break out. It's going to happen someday. Number twenty, the Los Angeles Kings, who we don't really know what they're going to be this year. No, I, I mean it's kind of hard. To, like they could be, they could start to kind of come back around. But that's how I felt since like twenty fifteen. To be but honest, but they're just with you. not the same team yeah. that they once were. And Drew Doughty's contract is just looking worse and worse and worse by the season. Mm-hmm. Number nineteen. The first one that I disagree with, mm. the Chicago Blackhawks. You disagree because it's too high or too low? I think it's too low. I think it's a little too low, too. Yeah. I think and number 18 is even more egregious. Oh. The Montreal Canadiens are number 18. I See, I don't find that as egregious. Really? I kind of think last year might have been a one-off. You think it was a one-hit wonder, like a Jacksonville Jaguars 2017 year? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I don't really trust their management either. Um, but, you know, whatever. Moving on. Number twenty or number seventeen are the Philadelphia Flyers. It's kind of where I thought they would be. Middle of the pack, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. right in the middle. Here's what it's. Here's what Bleacher okay. Report says it's about okay. the Flyers. Okay. The buzzword on Broad Street is improvement. As the Flyers look to climb closer to performances that had seen them slotted as the East's number one playoff seed in 2019-2020, they responded to missing the playoffs last year with the arrivals of Rasmus Ristolainen, Ryan Ellis, and Keith Yandel to solidify the blue line. By the way, can't help but notice they didn't even mention the fact that they brought in Cam Atkinson, who I thought. Wait, was that where it ended right there? That's it. It's just it's oh. like a little blur about them. Okay. Um, yeah, number Atkinson. sixteen, yeah. the New York Rangers. Okay, yeah, so that's kind fair. of in the middle. So the, uh, New York to me is the sleeping. The Rangers to me are the sleeping beast. The sleeping giant that are slowly, slowly waking up, and uh, I don't like that. The number fifteen team are the Pittsburgh Penguins. So okay. they're really underrating the Penguins a lot for a lot of people. I mean, Crosby's going to be out for four to six weeks. Uh, He's only going to miss like a week of the actual season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, like their their whole team, it's kind of – a lot of people are – I feel like are waiting for the bubble to finally burst. Well, it'll probably start with Tristan Jarry, who was had an 8-8-8 save percentage in the postseason. Yeah. By the way, Ron Hextall is either working as a like sleeper agent for the Flyers or is even worse as a GM second time around. Because he's not doing the, he's not making good decisions. He's not uh, like what exactly? Because I, I haven't super, I haven't really been following too too much with Pittsburgh. Well, I think one of the biggest things that he has done is stick with Tristan Jarry, which has really mm-hmm. caused a lot of mayhem in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, when he likes a guy, he he, he doesn't. Budge. He brought over some guys from the Flyers, you know, 2015 season and all that. I don't like these moves. They they brought over Brandon Manning. Yeah, Brandon I know. That's Manning the first one is now a head. Pittsburgh yeah. Penguin. Brandon Manning has not had anywhere near the potential that we once thought he might have had since in, in like six years at this point. Yeah, no, he's he's at best a, a seventh demon on any team, in my opinion. Yeah, he's yeah, I would completely agree with you. Sorry, Brandon. Number fourteen are the Dallas Stars. Okay, yeah. I don't really know how I feel about them. They anymore. had a fall off year last year; it was weird. Uh, I thought they would be much better after years of flirting with getting to the cup. They finally mm-hmm. get to the cup, and then the next year, totally, totally yeah. trash. Yeah, number thirteen of the St. Louis Blues, which listen. If you guys are going to be this team that you guys thought you could be after you won the cup, this is the year to do it because you're running out of time, quite frankly. Yeah, and if you don't, you will always have Gloria. So Yeah, that's know. true. Number 12 are the Edmonton Oilers. I, I'm not letting them hypnotize me this year. I'm not letting them get to me. Yeah, I am not going to fall for this team. McDavid's, uh, McDavid's taken a, some big steps in leadership, apparently, from some things I've been reading. He's been saying that. Don't you dare give me hope. I'm not trying to give you hope. I'm just trying to say some things that he said. But, yeah, he's just saying, like, you know, we we got to get it done. Uh, I don't know what oh, I completely agree our, with our problem is. we got to get it done. And, yeah, I agree. Number 11. He also complained about refs in the playoffs. So. Well, I mean, every star player does that. Yeah. Number 11, the Winnipeg Jets. Huh. High, in my opinion. Yeah. A little high for this team, which is kind of on – 
maybe if this were four years ago, I'd be all for it. But now, I don't know about that. Yeah, especially with the, how their contracts are set up. they got a lot of older players. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Winnipeg has always been – they've been very good for the past couple of years. Um, they've always been silently right there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't expect them to take kind of a step forward. Number anything, t- I would expect them to take a step backward. Number 10 are the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not surprised about that. Yeah, Number no. 9 are the Minnesota Wild. I don't think I've ever seen the Wild this high up. I've seen that people are very high on them for some reason. Yeah, this is the thing. People forget I- that they're kind of like the Mil- like the San Diego Padres. They become good for like a year or two, and then they get beaten back down into the mm-hmm. cellar. People, they're not they're not that good. They're a good team, but they're not in the top ten of the ho- of hockey. Yeah, I don't Stop. know. I don't know about that. San- because they're sandwiched between number ten, and number eight, and number eight are the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah. oh my God, you have got to figure it out at some point, Toronto. Yeah, it's pathetic. The ghost of Harold Ballard cannot continue. Still there. Oh God. I, that's still one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Yeah, it was fun. That was a lot that of fun. Was so much fun. But yeah, no, dude. I- you have everything. You have all the pieces. You have all the pieces. Just put it together, man. The number seven team are the New York Islanders. That makes sense. You're a big Isles guy. In terms I, of I'm a big Barry Trotz guy, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You are a big um, Barry Trotz. I, I also just love Matt Barzell. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's so, <laughs> he's so Is fast, he one dude. Of the, like, he he's unbelievable. From, like, I hate him. I hate him because of his face. Has to have the best 0-60 time great. in the NHL. He's up there. Yeah, he's so fast. I mean, why... He, I hate him because I hate watching him skate in circles around the Flyers' defense time and time again. And that's no insult to the Flyers' defense. That's He does that to every defense. Not even to Phil Myers, who's no longer on the team. Right. It just it, it upsets me when it's my team that he's doing it to. But he does it to every team, and it's just upsetting. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I kind of feel like if they don't get it done within the next year or two, they're going to be in trouble too, uh, the Islanders. it's the, They've been knocking on the door for a while. And as much as I love Barry Trotz, um, you got to get it done, my dude. you got to get it done. And uh, you haven't. But you, not with this team, at least. You know, you lose the same team well, twice say, in the Eastern Conference you, Finals. You got to get it together. You were very high on them last year. I was. You're, are you still high on them this year? But it's kind of like. Uh. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I'm kind of like the the uh, Oilers with you. I'm kind of like I'm still high on them, but at the same time, I'm not gonna. I felt like last year was. I'm keep year. my reservations. I felt like last year should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, number f- uh, six are the Florida Panthers. A lot of guys love them, and by the way. They didn't win a playoff round last year. Now, they did have the misfortune of drawing the champions, so yeah. you know that, that goes without being said. But yeah. we'll see. I think they have a good team except for goaltending. That's really the only the only question mark, really, is their goaltending could be better. Needs to be better. Sergei Bobrovsky. Spencer Knight is going to be uh, competing with time with Sergei Bobrovsky and Nett, so we'll see about that. Number five are the Boston Bruins. Now, they'll, they'll always be up there. They're Boston. Yep. They never go away. Dude, they, they, that line, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Brad Marchand. David Pasternak. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Took a rest, taking a pay cut. Come on. Come on. Best line in hockey still, I think. It's up there. Yeah, for sure. Number four are the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, maybe a little, a little high. A little high for them, in my opinion. A little high, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. This hasn't been like a bad list, in my opinion. Some spots no. are kind of weird. Like no. Winnipeg being at 11, I would I would have honestly replaced a team. I would have probably put. Uh, honestly, I would probably would have put the Blues at 11. And Winnipeg at around 16, and probably put the Flyers around 14. Okay, yeah. but um, let's go to number three. Who I'm do you think? I'd live with that. Now the yeah. top three teams. Who do you think they are? Who is number three? Um, well, let me think of who's who's still available. Hold on. Colorado's got to be one or two. 
Number three is Colorado. Number three, okay. okay, okay Colorado okay. is the number three team. The Avs will relocate from last season's West Division back to a more familiar Central. Right. Tampa so, Bay's got to be number one. Number two are the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And the number one are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now with three Stanley Cups to the Flyers, too. Yeah. The Lightning have been around for, like, not even 30 whole years, I don't think. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. God damn you. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, they're a great team. They're, they're uh, built perfectly. They're it, built perfectly. Every position. We they're were elite. waiting for them to finally break through and yeah. win a cup because we knew they had the team to do it. We thought that they were just frauds, and now they have taken that fraud. Well, we thought John Cooper was a, th- a fraud. Yeah, he's not a fraud. Not anymore. It turns out he's actually seriously great. He is. That's sixty. He's pretty good. Listen, getting well, swept. At the same, I'm not. I'm not going to go and blow smoke up John Cooper's ass. He does have Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't. I'm blanking. Braden Point, uh, Andre, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, Victor Hedman, um, Braden, Braden Coburn, Coburn on his Luke, third line Luke for Christ's sake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, he, he's got an extremely talented squad minus Luke Shen, and yeah, like no offense, but you sh- you should win Stanley Cup. Hey, with Luke this team. Shen once fought Steve Downey and beat him up and beat the crap out of him. Luke Shen was the first second fight I'd ever seen in a live game, and he beat. The shit out of Gregory Campbell. I will never forget that. So uh, you know what? I, I shouldn't. I should put some respect some, on Luke yeah, Shen's I'll name. I'll take some of that back, Luke. Sorry. Luke Shen and Braden Shen. I'm just upset like that you're winning somewhere else, and I don't. Now I'll also say this about these power rankings. In terms of the Flyers and having them be at 17, I don't have a problem with it. No, I would have thought yeah, anywhere between 14 to 18. Yeah, I, I they sucked with. last year. Like they yeah. don't, they have, they have not earned the right to be, you know, overrated yet. No, and with the offseason moves, I would say that they've earned the right to be at best in the middle of the pack, and that's where they are. So, I, but I cool still feel, I still think they're going to be that first game. I'm excited for. Oh, I think they're going to shock people. I think they're going to shock people for sure. Now, what's the Flyers' ceiling? Their ceiling? I mean, well. I mean, if you're looking at anything, I mean, I would say Stanley Cup is their ceiling. Because, I mean, think about, like, St. Louis right. a couple years ago. You are know the what Buff- I mean? can, All right. Buffalo Sabres ceiling. Stanley Cup champions? No. All right. <laughs> all right. Not even, not even close. Their ceiling is... Um, Fifth in the division. Right outside of a wild, of a, of a wild card spot. That's Oof. that's Buffalo's ceiling Oof. to me. Oof. <laughs> With Jack Eichel having neck issues and also not wanting to have wanting to play there as well. It's a great well, combination. It's just Injuries you're, you're, and I don't want to be here. Yeah. You're done. It's done. So that's the power rankings that Bleeding Green Nation, uh, Bleeding Green Nation, Bleacher, Bleacher Report, Report yeah. has offered out regarding the NHL and the season. Like if you're Buffalo, follow the the Coyotes route, just burn it all down because it's not happening anytime soon. It's not. It's it's really bad. Just how. Uh, so apparently the Sabers are now reassessing interest with Jack Eichel. Now I don't know where they. What were. does that mean? I don't what know where they mean? were at first. Yeah. Right. Well, but. Well, were you not assessing it? He said he doesn't want to be there. For Christ's sake! You... I don't want to be here. We're not. We're not going to look at the. We'll, we'll think about it. Jack's like, no, seriously, get me out of here. I, I, I hate it here. We'll think. We'll hear. We hear you. Yeah, we're we're too busy. You know, it's Buffalo. There's a lot to do in Listen, Buffalo. Listen, if we can get five first round picks, a star player, and a star goaltender, then then we'll get you out of here. But Jack, yeah. we're pleased to report the Philadelphia called. Oh my God, thank you. All right, so what's the price? Well, we are asking for Joel Farabee, three first round picks, Sean Couturier, Carter Hart, and the rights to the 1975 Stanley Cup because we were owed that. <laughs> and Jack's like, I'm, I'm never, I'm never getting out of here. Yeah, I'm, I remember reading a story from him. I think it was two years ago uh, about how after losing like their tenth game in a row or something. 
that like uh, after the locker room had already cleared out, that Jack Eichel was still sitting in his locker, fully dressed, just staring at the floor. I don't know how true it is. Who who did but you read I, I would that not from? be surprised. Uh, I don't remember. I I don't. Just remember. staring at the floor. Just just. I think it was Bleacher Report. What do you that, think that he's thinking on. in that moment as he's staring at the floor? Like honestly, what do you think are, are is, is going through his head? Um, how much do I actually love this game? Do you think Buffalo? Yeah, I do. I do think Buffalo is that kind of place that can draw the life out yeah. of you. Like how how kind much of like do how I the New York like Giants hockey? draw the love of the game out of the out of the you know their own players? Yeah. Yeah, like you know, how, how do I really want to keep doing this? Do I want to sacrifice my body and my mind to a team that is going nowhere, that does not seem to care, that doesn't seem to view me as a person, um, and just views me as an asset that they don't even really care to use and build around anyway? So, hey, Bill, come on over here for a sec. I wanna, I actually want to do something that's totally unorthodox. Oh my god! All right, what are you gonna ask? I'm, him? I'm, you know what, Bill, you're gonna put this on. You're gonna put on my trusty headset for just a quick moment. That's okay. So am I. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, we yeah. are joined by uh, Bill Klein, the father of Cameron Klein. Now, Bill, you are a big time Philadelphia Fly, or Philadelphia Flyers fan, Miami Dolphins fan. You are a diehard Dolphins fan, correct? That is correct. Yep. Now, you guys watched your team win against the New England Patriots this past Sunday. Now you're going against the Buffalo Bills, and for just five minutes to close out the show, I want the two of you to talk. What do the Miami Dolphins need to do to defeat the Buffalo Bills? this Sunday to move to 2-0 and on the season and take control of the AFC East. What do you think, dude? Well, I honestly think Tua needs to have a good game, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, I think the defense needs to show up and play right. to their capability, and I believe they can. I don't, think they're, yeah. I don't think their front four will put enough pressure on Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm afraid I, of him breaking out. I, I am worried about yeah. him running. Yeah. No doubt. And I think that could beat us with him running. Right. Yeah, me too. But I, I think the ball has to roll certain ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I believe that um, the defense. How do you defense, feel about the running backs this week with you guys? Like, how do you feel about the running game going into this game? Yeah, I, I'm worried about it a little bit. I think they got to – I yeah. think Tua's got to have a good game. I think Tua – I think it's going to come down to him again. A lot. Yeah. It could be a lot of short passes. Mm-hmm. Waddle. Mm-hmm. Maybe – Shake it up a little bit with Fuller, throwing a one or two long ones to scare, shake up, shake him up. A yeah, little they bit. apparently love that he's back. Apparently, the whole team is really, really excited yes. that Will Fuller's back, and I think he brings a lot of balance too. Mm-hmm. I think he brings a lot of balance to it. Like I said, I know I read something that Tua and Full Fuller were working out during the whole all season. Yeah. So hopefully that helps, and he's not too rusty. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Miami can beat them, but you know, obviously Buffalo is the better team. Yeah, I th- and I think Josh Allen's, like you said, like he. He's fit against Miami's defense really well because they have a great secondary defense. So he's not, but he's not going to be the type of guy who throws it deep as much anyway. He's the guy who can break out and and take off. And I think that's where he's going to. I think that's what they're going to try to plan to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But if they can contain him, then I yeah, I think they can do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Bill Klein, ladies and gentlemen, the father of Cameron Klein. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, well, good. thanks for doing that impromptu uh, yep. interview with your son. No problem. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. Good luck, Miami. Good luck, Miami. Ah. Uh. There it is. The one who brainwashed me before I had a choice. Could have been an Eagles. Well, you would have been just as miserable. Hey, I'm fine with it. It worked out okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, that comes to an end of episode number 75. And I wanted to make sure. Hey, listen. The reason I did that, 75 episodes we've done here. Seventy. You wanted something special. I wanted something special. But also, this is to show my appreciation for the fact that over the 75 times we've done this, 
what do you think? 60 of them have been here. Yeah. I would think that's a pretty good number. It's pretty good. So, Mr. and Mrs. Klein have been kind enough to not only host this show in their house, but allow me to continually park my Ford Fusion near next to their house and come in here. So, I wanted to make sure it would be a cool moment, father and son moment. Cameron, the Buffalo Bills are probably the better team. Yeah, I would say so. And a lot of Eagles fans have been upset with me because I they see that I'm actively rooting for Miami. Don't what about their first round pick? My friend, my close friend, roots for the Eagles. I'm not a dick. I'm going to root for the Dolphins. Yeah, and in I don't return. get it. A friend of mine were talking about this as well at work today. I was like, you know, 2017, we took we took Kiko off your hands. We took Byron Maxwell off your hands. We gave you Jay Ajayi for yeah, your Super Bowl like, run. I don't have a problem. We should I, be friends here. I have no beef with the Miami Dolphins. I yeah. don't know why Eagles fan. It's the it's the two a Jalen thing. That's all. It is I, exactly. I just, and I, for it the is. record, and meanwhile, those two guys are very good friends with each other. Which I, is weird. I just don't care. Yeah. About this this quote this supposed thing. I where hope like, Jalen Hurts does well. I root for Jalen Hurts week way, in week out. All Philly people, if you start rooting for Alabama, screw you. Penn State is the team oh, to yeah. root for. Yeah, that's that's that's. Or sick. Temple, go root for Temple if you need to. But you root for Bama? No, screw that's like rooting you. for Dallas. That's disgusting. Never that's would disgusting. never root for Alabama in a billion years. Let's go Penn State. Screw Auburn. All right. So for the Fly Guys Podcast, this has been Cameron Klein. My name is Justin Gutter. You can be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fly Guys Podcast or at Cameron Klein fifteen and slash or. At Goodheart Justin. Be happy, be healthy, wear your mask, get vaccinated if you can. And as always, let's go, Flyers. <laughs>